listening to the Pine Room Podcast, the home of sports, gambling, entertainment, and whatever the hell else has gone on this week. So pull up a seat by the fire, crack open a cold one, and make sure to get your bets in. Welcome to the Pine Room. All right, greetings. Welcome in. It is the Pine Room here. We are really lucky to be joined by two ladies that I was lucky enough to meet over at Abby's a few weeks ago as they were in town doing an incredible uh, documentary series on the dog racing industry. We're going to have you uh, tell us a lot about that. But Josephine and Lynn, who are originally both from Denmark, join us today on the program. Josephine is in Denmark right now in Copenhagen, and Lynn is on the west coast of the United States in Los Angeles, and they're joining myself, Coach Jub, and Jarrett here in the Pine Room Studios in downtown Wheeling. Ladies, thank you for taking time out of your day, your busy schedules. We're keeping Josephine up late. Lynn, you probably just got up a little <laughs> bit ago. Uh, yeah. But anyway, welcome to the Pine Room. We, we're really honored to have you here with us. Thank, thank you, man. Thank you so much. Yes. So uh, I, I met you ladies at Abby's a few weeks ago. You uh, you had met my brother a couple nights before, told him about what you were doing, and uh, we, we struck up a conversation. I got you a few interviews with some classic wheeling legends, <laughs> including uh, George Kettowell and uh, Chris, a member of our Pine Room family. And uh, what you, I'm going to let you talk about it, but what, what you ladies are doing is really incredible as you're doing a documentary on the dog racing industry. And normally the dog racing industry takes a lot of black marks in the world today. People are always talking about how negative it is, but you're trying to do something that's going to show it in a positive light and how many people's lives are affected by this and, uh, you know, what it brings as far as joy and uh, just your uh, people that depend on it to live. And uh, it's really great work as we only have two tracks left in the United States, both here in West Virginia. I work at one of them, uh, which is also very odd that I was able to, to talk to them about, you know, they were, they were well familiar, very well familiar with my property and the dog racing industry that goes on at Wheeling Island in it, uh, Southland or Tri-State as they are actually not Southland anymore, but it's just Tri-State or Cross Lanes. But anyway, ladies, I guess let me start with Lynn first. Uh, tell us a little bit just about how kind of what you told me at Abby's about how you guys got this idea to do this and kind of your history about the, the dog racing in your own lives. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having us. And that was a lovely intro. <laughs> yeah, so, so we got interested in the dog racing because we started, well, I let me backtrack a little bit because I used to go to the dog racing in the UK when I lived there to go to school and it was a thriving industry and, you know, lots of people show up and I really enjoyed always going to the tracks. And so when I moved to the US 10 years ago, um, there were a lot more tracks. And then in the last, you know, few years, I noticed that a lot of them were closing and there and, and and all of a sudden realized that there were only some tracks left in Florida and then they closed and Josefina and I got talking about what was happening, why all these tracks were closing and if there were any left. And then we discovered that there were there were the two tracks in in West Virginia as the only two left in the country. And we just started being more and more curious about as to why that was happening and also like sad to see all the tracks go 
um, because we have never in the UK, there's never been any, I've never experienced any like negative right. negativity around the racing industry. And then all of a sudden that was all I was seeing in America. And I thought that was really sad. And so we were also really curious about what was going to happen with all the people working at the tracks in Florida. And also with all the, cause of course the tracks are the tracks, but there are so many more people involved in the Greyhound racing industry, all the kennels, the adoption people, I mean, the people, the handlers, yeah. everybody, the breeders, so many people are affected by the closures in, in all the other states. And so we figured we wanted to come out to West Virginia and to Wheeling and meet everybody who's still fighting for this industry to keep going. And we obviously hope that it will. We don't see it as an industry that's necessarily going to go away, but we really wanted to, um, yeah, just come out and ha have get a better sense of what's going on in West Virginia too. Um, and hope to shine a more positive light on the greyhound raising industry and especially also telling the story of how it could potentially affect the local community um, if the tracks close, um, which we hope they don't. And our perspective is definitely not that they will close. We're right. <laughs> they're more we're absolutely not. So, yeah, so then we came out to Wheeling and and we were really welcomed by all the people in the dog raising industry and everybody in Wheeling. And so now we feel even more passionate about telling the story of the community in Wheeling yes. from the perspective of the the people working with the Greyhounds, but also everyone else who who's telling like who's telling us like you did, Matt, like how if the track if the racetrack closes it'll also affect wheeling the town of sure. wheeling itself yep. is what we hear when we talk to people who own businesses and live there yeah. so yeah yeah no and now let me go over to josephine now josephine you're a you're a uh, film school student uh talk a little bit about your ideas to actually make this into a documentary and uh, you know just what all went into the to the process yeah, actually, I graduated in January, but this is like my first, Lynn and I's first like Danish American production together. Right. Uh, we just talked about today that it's really nice that we're able to do everything ourselves. We don't have like a network or someone giving us money to like. Uh, like we don't come with an we don't come with an agenda or anything. Right. I think that's the most like the the greatest thing about what we are able to do out in Wheeling, West Virginia now. Um, I think as Lynn was saying, we're trying to tell because for for me, I think it was like I never really even knew that dog racing existed before right. Lynn was trying to like let me know what was going yeah. on and like they're closing and I'm like wait do we have dog racing in Denmark and like I didn't know what was going on 
But then looking into it, I was like, okay, wait, it's like a whole industry. And it's like this trickle down system with the people as Lindsay, even like providing the food for the dogs and everything right. like that. But my point of view is, I think this story has not been told from a human perspective yet. It seems to be about the dogs when people try to attack the the industry or whatever it's like the dogs the dogs the dogs and like um it's i think it's much bigger than that it's also the dogs of course but it's also the people working in this industry and i think it's it's super important for me and lynn to try to um like get that personal experience with people who are actually with the dogs every day and um yeah people who have been in this industry for generations because a lot of the people we meet are like third generation or fourth generation or you know their grandfather had a kennel and now and the children want to like work with the dogs when they grow up but can they and it's like yeah it's just a very interesting perspective from the human side too not only the dog side because that seems to be the media angle is that it's like yes. there's all these spins about the dogs and it's not really about the communities <laughs> or yeah. like the industry yeah now that's very well said and, and and that's what i i you two ladies very warm personalities really easy to talk to really thoroughly enjoyed uh meeting you and talking with you and uh you know these guys can attest to it we, we the dog racing is really important i mean these guys, one of their best friends, uh, the, his dad owns the kennel, came up from Florida. Uh, Coach knows a lot of these kennel owners around the area. And, and obviously, it's been very important to Wheeling for, for a long time. But it was so nice to meet you and have, and have a perspective from people from outside that was positive for once, uh, which mm. you, you said it. like It's always negative. It's all you ever see is all oh, the dogs, the poor dogs are living in cages and yeah. their lives are terrible and on and on and on. Um, Talk a little bit about, I guess I'll go back to Lynn first and then Josephine follow up, but talk a little bit about what you've discovered so far in meeting the people and what what your thoughts were and your first, uh, just your instincts about being around it. it is, it's not as bad as what people are portraying it as, is it? Maybe the contrary. Maybe these dogs live great lives. That's what we were, it's funny because the first day we spent with the people that work with the dogs, they all of them said, these dogs live better lives than we do. And of course, that's what we see too. They take really good care of them and they they handle them with such great care and, and they really have a passion for doing this work. And a lot of them say that, you know, they can't really imagine doing anything else. Some of them have tried to leave the, the, the raising industry and then had other jobs and they always come back because it's it's a nice environment to be in and i think we were met with such warmth and like people were really welcoming and what we were talking about were that we talked about how it seems that maybe the negativity comes from people who've maybe never even been to a kennel or a racetrack or you know seen the way these dogs uh, live and also the way they are uh, when they come off the track or about to race they're so happy they love it right. and I think 
especially for us, what we really see is that the people care so much. It's hard to it's hard to overlook that when we are with the dogs and, right. and with the people and when we're at the racetrack. And yes, we also talked to a lot of people in Wheeling, I think, including you, Matt, that about how there used to be way more people at the races. Sure. Yep. But nevertheless, the people that are there are having a great time. And yes, maybe there were more money in the industry 30 years ago and times have changed. But there are still people who enjoy this and are invested in it and, and love it. And we just think why it, it would be really sad to see that go from a community. And and we sure we I was about to swear, but we I'm definitely sorry, do don't. That on here. Here. OK, OK. <laughs> well, we definitely don't see any of the negativity that we've read from other media outlets applied to the, tr the track at Wheeling Island whatsoever. So I think that's a big. Yeah, it's something we 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 kept saying, if only all those people could come and look those dogs in the eyes and the the people working with the dogs and see that it's a great community that would be that would so that's well, what we're trying to create yeah. because not everyone can come to right. wheeling right, <laughs> right, right. Now, yeah. but, but on a on a positive note i yeah. think that like we were talking about at abby's it's like oh they also feel the like when when now being the only place in America where you can actually watch live Greyhound racing, they feel like the the small economy boost of people coming there because we've met people that have come from Canada and like drove seven hours to be there for a week and like bet on the dogs and have a good time and families that come from like different states to go there. So that's obviously like big for wheeling, I guess, in some yeah. sense. Um, but yeah, and and the other thing is, if I can comment on what Lynn said, I think that yes, please. you guys watched, did you guys watch the little like thing we edited yes, for yes, you? Yes, yes, I did. Yep, yep, absolutely. Ariel, yep. okay, great. Yeah, it was really cool. Yep. I actually forgot to send it to these guys, but yeah, <laughs> but it was it was really good. I actually meant to send it to Job, especially because he's he's kind of in, into that stuff that you do too. So he would have liked to have seen that, but I will, oh, I'll send great. it to him after this, but you can go ahead and elaborate. You did have great interviews in there and some really cool insight. Yeah. You're very, very welcome to use the sound on this podcast too, if you want to, but oh, great. yeah, actually we have a clip with one of the persons working down there saying that one time he went two years without taking a single day off. Yeah, and I think it's super saying for people who work in a really great like environment, because not mm -hmm. many like other industries have workers saying that. I right. think right. that they want to yeah. work every day, and they almost don't see it as a job because it's like so giving for them to be around the animals, but also they have a lot of fun at the at the paddock down there. And yeah, I think that was just very. I think especially in Denmark also. I don't know a single person who could say they had two years without taking a day off, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, nice. and it's, yeah, 
yeah, there was yeah something else to experience for yeah, sure. That is amazing how it's part of these people's lives. And I want to go over you two guys. You guys probably were up in the kennels before with Cooley and yeah. saw some of this stuff. What were your observations? Well, wait, Tell that, the girls. I, I wanted to, to go back on that, like the negativity. Uh, like Matt said, growing up, our best friend who's also on the show, uh, his father owns a kennel. And we used to go down to the kennels all the time. We it was like it was the coolest thing that that we would get to go. Uh, and I, the one of the biggest things I remember is that every day these dogs would get fed these massive things of food, like of these uh, like ribs. What was it, Jubba? Yeah, it was big like, big racks of ribs. Yeah. They were like, <laughs> I mean, these incredibly protein packed meals, and like they're not skimping the dogs. Uh, it was is really cool experience. Yeah, and I, uh, it was something that we looked forward to and going in and seeing the dogs. And although they were in cages, I mean, what are you going to do? Let them run or run around right. for their own safety too? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and and but it was so cool to go in and, and see these dogs. So is is the negativity mostly how they live? Is that what what people are upset about? I think there have been like multiple clickbait scandals, like the cocaine one. Have you guys yes. heard of that? Yeah, it's yeah. like that's actually a guy in Wheeling. Yeah. And oh, really? Well, yeah. he's here it's now. Like, he was originally in Florida, but yeah, that is. But I think when I saw that, I was thinking like, this is like, like nobody <laughs> believes this. Right. Obviously, like, is it, like it seems too me... impossible to be true. Yeah, okay, it's super expensive. You know, why give it to dogs? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it was so funny to me. I think, uh, but I think with with the people that we've talked to, they they seem to feel like because of course sometimes sport athletes like the dogs are fallen trip or have an accident or something right but when that happens like the the videos are being edited in smaller formats where they're like cut off and then mm. people are told that the dog died or something right. like that you know yeah and so i think the news also picks up on that because it's like interesting or clickbaity or you know it's it's not a very nuanced picture of what's going on right and i think everyone deserves to know what it's really like kind of and yeah Do it's a really like funny uh, if i can comment on that yeah, Jose, yeah. because i uh i went to the rodeo for the first time the other oh. day and there were animal rights activists outside with big signs of you know when the when the 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 calves calves are down and they've been roped yeah, and then that was just the image right. but like obviously it's like this hundreds of years old discipline and the, they're down for like a second right. and and they they're not hurt or anything like that and and I was just like, oh, this is just the this, these are the same people who yeah. probably never if they would just take the time to go in there and see how this actually takes place, it would be an entirely they wouldn't have anything to be against, I think. Yeah. And so it's yeah, like Josephine is saying, it's just these very manipulated small things that that they sh that the the general public are shown and then you know maybe people yeah. Yeah. don't 
have the time to uh, take the time to you know look into it then they just see that image and they're like okay this is bad yeah, yeah it's right. like you know we talk about it on the on the podcast sometimes and i'll get your guys' thoughts on this but do you think social media with such a handheld access in the small like time span in which you can scroll by something see a picture or something and that's automatically your outlook as far as uh what the whole industry represents do you think that a majority of like we're talking about the the negativity and I think you guys have alluded to it. It's just uneducation. It's people aren't educated about what is actually going on in the entirety of the industry. I mean, there's no firsthand experience about all the intricacies of what's going on inside the the industry. Do you think that there's so much? There's so much, especially with different stuff throughout the news and the world. There's so many knee jerk reactions to different things on social media. Do you think that plays a role into to the negativity surrounding this the the industry? Yeah, totally. And I think there's also money in the social media industry too. But I think it's like, if you don't react on an emotional level to this image of a dog suffering, you're a terrible person. If you also don't share it on your Facebook, you're a terrible person. If you don't donate to this organization, you're a terrible person. And so on. So we're like, social media is either built on uh, like I wish it was me or thank God it's not me right. I think because it's like the thank God it's not me uh, or my dog or you know oh no, it's like this guilt trippy thing where it's not the entire image because obviously it's so much more nuanced also with the I wish it was me like this person is probably not on Bahamas like eight <laughs> out of 12 months and like you know the, it's like where like if you take social media as a fact or as a reality i think there's like some valuable stuff that you'll miss out on and i think we're also judging each other like because because it is also like the film is also about small town communities and subcultures and i think uh people that someone that other people have prejudices excuse my dangling no, okay. <laughs> you know like have all these ideas about and uh well lynn and i have a, a brother with them um, with the mental disability and i think for us it's also like there's so many people who have all these ideas of what it's like to live a life with a mental disability that when it's cut off to being just this or just that we get so frustrated because we want to show that it's not just that and it's like a bunch of other stuff and that it's not just oh do you have i was so sorry to hear that you have a brother with mental disease like it's not just a burden you know right. it's also a gift and i think you don't get those nuances when you just click on your instagram feed and see like right. what's popular yeah. to post or something Lynn, like what do that. you think about that well, I was gonna say in um in 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 terms of the 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 campaigning against the 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 dog raising industry, I know that in Florida there were billboards that were paid for um to you know sway the public in a in a certain um direction so that they could then bring up the vote that then would lead to the tracks closing. And I think it's like a very fast and like kind of manipulative manipulative way to even bring anything up 
uh, to the public. And so it's very not nuanced, um, like Josefina is saying. And I think um, like where we live in the in Copenhagen and Los Angeles, um, people don't I mean, not everybody, but I think people live very different lives and people do in Wheeling, but we also have a lot of things in common. But I think it's people out here maybe don't know much about like what is crucial to the lives of people living in Wheeling. Sure. And and we're also we we want to kind of I mean, this is a very high ambition, but we would like that for there to be a little bit more bridging between how we or an openness to to how each other's lives are different and like not not just yeah. saying because we 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 learned this term or we know this term flyover states and yeah. and it was really funny because i i sent this song to you the other day this um jason, jason aldean. aldean yeah jared aldean. knows him really well yeah. his flat his flyover state song and right. i was laughing so hard because He's singing like about these two people on a flight from New York to LA and they look down and then it's something like they're wondering like who'd want to live down there right. in the middle of nowhere. And then the whole song takes a turn yep. to like be this like proud anthem about the middle of the country. And I just love that. And I was like, oh my God, that's exactly, that's like our anthem now for the yes. film because it's such <laughs> yeah. a like, it just says, it's such a good way to say there's so much you don't know about these places that you've never been. And, you know, when we in Wheeling and we've just met really great people and and it's a great community and a great town and West Virginia is beautiful and like no one out here. I think knows that I can't say everybody. It's very, very easy to sit, <laughs> sit on the coastal lands and like post a picture of a sad greyhound on your facebook and you know it's like yeah. right, right. <laughs> yeah. it's easy to do that it's 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 going back also to the question of social media it's like yeah it's easy i mean we see it every day right like it's very easy to have pretend you have opinions about things you know absolutely nothing about yep mm. indeed yeah coach yeah. what do you think about this yeah um Girls, I, I this is really intriguing to me. I've been enjoying listening to this uh, a lot. Um, I have a lot of questions. I, w I won't ask them all, but I've got several that I I just uh, interest me. Are you guys? But first of all, are you? Did you grow up dog lovers? Yeah, we used to have a dog called Bernie. When I was late, I unfortunately <laughs> can't really remember him other than being really huge. But he was a rescue. Uh, circus dog maybe lynn can tell yeah we so there was this circus and they had this circus queen dog and then so she had puppies and then out of all the puppies there was this one dog and they were like there's no way we are going to be able to train this dog <laughs> like they could just see and so our family that was already like with our brother and us we were young like chaos so we figured our parents thought 
thought, well, let's get a crazy dog. <laughs> so, so we did. And, and one that can't even be trained to be in the circus, you know? Oh yeah. No, no. So, so we grew up with him and he would like steal chicken from like chicken coos and like kids, rabbits. And I don't, yeah. So we did, we did grow up with a, quite a wild dog. Oh, okay. Okay. So, then, so, so this isn't more, this is more of a human interest, um, story about like small towns and and jobs and people's families that are being affected by people that are misinformed about a certain industry so uh, we're glad it's about the greyhounds because it brought you here but this is a human interest story that that will grab people that say hey here's wheeling just trying to make families uh, uh, you know mm. have a have a job and and have a nice living and and it's being torn down because of misinformation is that is that sort of what i'm gathering yeah i think also because i was thinking the other day i'm like oh it could have been anywhere in america that it there was these like two last race tracks and then we would have gone there right and then i'm like wait but then we would have never been to wheeling <laughs> like that's i don't think like we it it wasn't initially about also the local community like that like the broader picture but as soon as we got there it became that too because uh -huh. we just saw that it was not just the paddock and the people working there it was everyone when and we've also been talking to like local house owners and like a, a 53 year old down our street and that had nothing to do with the racetrack per se but that was they were still part of the of the culture there and yeah. i think yeah it was just so special for us that we could add that perspective on to the film because it's obviously it is about small communities being shut down by maybe people who have never been to a small community or lived in one um yeah okay uh, we also, yeah let me let me add to that that question a little bit um so where several parts of this where where are you with the the film um like i don't know if i want to say percentage wise or how 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 much more do you have to do uh and why why and you remember i might have already said this and i didn't catch it why is it called america's last race i think do you want to answer lynn no you go ahead I think it was initially we thought it was just like funny because it's like America and it's like that race with the dogs just but then it became like so much bigger to us than just that it's like wait but it's also a race against like urbanization or globalization and like uh all these industries being shut down or moved out of the small towns or moved to China or whatever. And I think in that sense, the humans are also like kind of a, what's a synonym in English? <laughs> like Pretty a much. symbol of the dark yeah. somehow. You got Did it. that yeah. make sense? Yeah. And, and so how far, how far along? How far along are you with the, the documentary, the film, whatever you want to call it, 
and how much more do you hope to complete? And then at the end, is it a, is it going to be a, a series or is it going to be a one one movie? How, what's what's the plan for that? Well, I think right now we're pretty open uh, regarding the format. Um, yeah, Lynn. Um, mine says two minutes. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Hey, so, so here's what we'll do. Let's take a little break. Cause we got to restart the zoom. I don't know why that's doing that, but anyway, let's take like a super quick break and then we'll start it back up again. I think Chris is going to be here and then we can re, uh, open the, then we'll floor go back you. to that question. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Cause that's a really important yeah. one that we definitely yeah, want to yeah, discuss. Yeah. So, all right, definitely. we're going to hang up with you really quick and then get you back on here in a second. Okay. Great. All right. I might have an IQ of a boiled egg, but I like listening to the Pine Room Podcast. You are listening now to the Pine Room Podcast. All right, welcome back in. It's the Pine Room Podcast here, episode number 79. We are pleased to be joined once again by uh, Lynn and Josephine. They are the creators of America's Last Race, which is going to be a documentary on the dog racing industry uh, and from a positive light. And we're very happy to have you ladies uh, here on the Pine Room. And uh, Coach, we were before we took a break, Coach had a, a question that he that he wants to uh, continue on with here. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll just uh, bring the, the listeners back up to speed on the question. I wanted to know uh, where you were with the, um, the actual uh, film. And is it going to be a series? Is it just going to be a film? And why was it called America's Last Race? Yeah, so I think, first of all, I think uh, America's Last Race came before we actually went out there because we're like, that's a great title and it's like dramatic and it has America in it and it has race in it. And we felt like there was really a race against like the animal rights activists or whatever, like negative imagery that was being creative and then the people working there like really willing to bite back at those people right so it was like kind of like a race between those two groups of people but also now it's been like it's super obvious to us that it's like also a race not against necessarily but i think it it has a lot to do with like bigger cities versus smaller communities and like all these industries that are being moved out of the smaller towns and it's like what is willing gonna look like for instance in a hundred years if 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 the coastal lines keep deciding what's like going on or whatever and yeah so it has like that meaning too so almost a race against time almost yeah almost yeah and and yeah and and we've seen because we've we also talked to a lot of people about the the history of wheeling and, you know, all the industries that were there. And, and also, you know, it's not just like all the industries are leaving. There are also people making new things. And, you know, like a lot of you guys that work together, there are a lot of generations that have businesses that don't want to leave, of course. So, so it's, it's really like a race in so many ways 
that I guess can be it can be interpreted in so many ways, but 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 also of course alluding to the dog races, um, and we and we definitely don't ho- it. It's also like has a double meaning because of course we we hope that this won't be for the dog for the sake of the dogs and all the people working in that industry and for all the other people in the communities and in West Virginia. We sure hope it's not America's last greyhound race race of course um so it has many meanings and um what we what we do with documentaries is that we what when we've worked on projects before we don't just come in and 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 film for two weeks or you know and then leave and then try to make a film out of that like for us it's it's really important to keep coming back and also we we love being in wheeling but also we want to we want to give that nuanced uh picture of everything that's going on and on people's lives and we know that takes time because there are also some we we understand that because the greyhound racing community has experienced a lot of you know negative negativity from the outside we also understand that you can't just come as a stranger <laughs> and just show up and with a camera and be like okay guys let's go yeah. you know so some people are very willing and open the first time and and some you know might take a little while some don't you know there are a lot of different um, reasons for us to keep coming back, but we, but the plan is to keep coming back for, you know, the, the, the coming year and, and, and what we're trying to do right now is to raise the money to do that. Um, so that also we're not, so we're not like Josefina said in the beginning, we're not like uh, tied up with with a broadcaster who has a certain who wants right. us to put a certain angle on it. That's really important to us. So at this stage, it's very uh, independently made. Also, to we we think it's easier for us to have the guard down, which is really important when we come and meet everybody in in Wheeling and in the racing community. So. So, so we'll, we're hoping to keep coming back for another year at least. Yes. So back, back yeah. to the question, I think we're, we're like maybe, I would say like roughly around like, maybe we filmed like 10% so far. Oh, wow. Yeah. A long way we to were go. There for, yeah, yeah, we were there for two weeks and I think that was just as much a, like getting to know the people and like, right creating that intimacy and and trust between one another because as lynn says of course you're gonna be like oh because there's so many people <laughs> at the gate trying to like do things differently but i think also what we experienced was that actually these people really 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 also have an interest in showing what it is really like in a larger format than some video on social media yeah, um, yeah. So they're also very keen on inviting us in, but yeah. So now we're we're we've we've financed it um, ourselves so far the film. So now we're doing fundraising to go back in December to uh, to see the beautiful lights in. Yeah. Oh yeah, Festival of yep. Lights. Hey, talk a little bit since you ladies brought that up. Talk a little bit about how people can help you out in your GoFundMe and and other ways to uh, try to help the the project uh, grow. 
Yeah, so go, right now, go dig deep in your yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right now we set up a GoFundMe for um with a goal of four thousand four thousand dollars, which will uh take me from Denmark and Lynn from LA to Wheeling and pay for us to stay there for two weeks during December and film the next material. Um yeah so that's that's we'll share the gofundme with you guys and yep. you can like share it as much as you want We'd love and to. hopefully some local uh resources can be put into it if other people than us have the same like view on things we would love to also just meet with like-minded people and if anyone wants to be interviewed or like give their thoughts or whatever like we're really we're not just we're not only looking for like financial sure yeah uh, funds but also yeah to create more contacts and as you said like visit yeah some more well, people we're, we're gonna get app. you we're gonna get you a, a good uh a whole yeah. colony of people to and, interview and you come back here yeah sure. and girls oh, i think you're gonna, you're gonna be well received here as you've already been because this has been a fight going on here in wheeling for uh, quite a while now they've tried to shut uh, greyhound racing down many many times which i'm sure you guys are aware of now mm. and there's been big hearings here the governor's been here uh there's been uh, advocates on both sides fighting to save it fighting to to get rid of greyhound so the people here in wheeling are going to welcome you with open arms and i'm sure that if you reach out to the right people we can help you that many people will be will more than willing to help in whatever way they can to get mm. this get this documentary out and if it you know if it goes mm. to, you know big that would be a really really yes. help to 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 personal friends of ours yes. that are involved we yeah. actually owned a greyhound we we had a greyhound that was a double a runner uh many, oh, many years well, ago a double a runner we yeah. know exactly yeah. what that means yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. jj's jet he, he made us a little bit of money but it was more about fun and watching him run and so yeah, we, yeah. we have, but we've been involved a little bit too, not nearly to the extent that our friends are, but, uh, mm. Steve Saris, I don't know whether you have met Steve or not. He is the, we, yeah, we've talked to him. Yeah. We, we haven't yet met him. Yes. Well, when you come in December, we are going to 100% hook you up with him because he is the voice of Greyhound racing. And he's, he's the chairperson mm. of the he, West Virginia Greyhound. That's, so. that's correct. Matt. Right. Yeah. Yes. The association. Yeah, so he, he would be, he would be the the point man for you to get you uh, in a lot of directions to yeah. uh, different ways yeah. with, with people that have adopted greyhounds, uh, the workers, mm. the, the yep. you know, the people that are just in the industry and people that work at the casino. And so we will, as Matt said, we'll hook you up with a lot of people and we'll give you, we'll give you the real tour of wheeling. If you guys Sorry. No, no, you go. Um, go ahead, Josephine. It's, just, it's really, a, it's such a great help for us because like this week, uh, the National Greyhound Association has the fall meetup and we were invited to go, but because uh, we, we weren't able to raise the funds to go, so, uh, you know, that's just documentary or filmmaking, you know, you can't always, raise the money you need for a certain you know right. you know that's just how it works and, but, but but we were really like uh, we were really humbled that we were invited to that because 
you know, because of all the anti anti greyhound raising people. So, so we, yeah, I think hopefully we can just continue the work and all you guys' help is like so great for for us. And, and, and what you said coach too, I, I liked, we like to think that it will be like that it can reach a lot of people in the end, because that's of course making films. It would be great for people all over the u.s but in europe too to to see something like this and 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 really get that deeper understanding of of everything that's going on especially in wheeling and what would really be cool for us is then we could say we know two really famous people (laughs) we don't don't know a whole lot of famous people and we could add you guys to our list our short list of famous people so that's uh, exciting for us and oh, we're also talking that. about how fun could it be to premiere the film in the Capitol? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, just have mm-hmm. roll out the red carpet, get everyone invited, bring love some it. dogs out. That'd be huge yeah. for the really city. Cool. The city great. would love that. Now, now I have to ask one more question. I'll turn over to these guys. Lynn, I hear you call her Josephine. Is there J's aren't pronounced? Uh, do I know that? I don't oh know. yeah, You're so laughing. yeah, she's calling her Josephine. Yeah. You guys didn't pick up on that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I oh, that's I'm in the Danish such, language. Wow. Yeah, they're, you they're, have the, such the, a good ear. The yeah, J's I are not pronounced, you. correct? You know why, Lynn? Yeah. He's got a great ear because he's also a public address announcer. So getting people's names correctly is and, very and, important right. to him. So, he takes it very <laughs> seriously. But, but, but you didn't say yo. You said yo, hi, hi, Josephine. Josephine, yeah. I think yeah. in Danish, I would say Josefine. And then in English, I would probably say Josephine. So the middle way that Lynn is saying is Josephine. When you come back, we want to say it right. We don't want to say it wrong. We want to say Josephine. Yeah, Josefina. 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 No, not. That's good. Josefina. What happened? He sounded French right there. Josefina. Josefina. But and 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 one more thing, we got to get you some. We got to get you some some Greyhound gear from from Charter Kennel. We got to get you. We got to get you some T-shirts and sweatshirts so that you can come sporting. The gear for the Greyhounds. We, we love would that. love that. So you, love say, that. You, you, you stay in touch with Matt, give him your sizes and your addresses, and we'll make sure that you get some gear. Oh, we would love that. We already have, have the bracelet, know? but not the you know, T-shirt yet. The first Greyhound racing track in America was in California in 1990. 1919. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And, and I'm like, you guys. Yeah. What are they missing now? Stay. I want to. I want to yeah. ask a question just to really to rewind way to the beginning. How did you guys get involved in filmmaking? How did? Where did that start? Well, we have like different paths, but I think as sisters, also we share like pretty much all the same interests. Maybe like I was. I came to the dog racing sooner than Josefina, but but the filmmaking was a little um, bit older, so <laughs> yeah. So I um 
I studied uh, visual anthropology and and it, it's it was very academic and it's a five year degree and it's all books, books, books. And I was like, wait, like storytelling to me is also like telling stories that reach people and that that don't just stay in a contained academic environment. And so I started working with documentaries right out of school, like working on other people's projects because. I think the same with this project, it's like reaching like a broad audience and telling stories about things that they may not know anything about, such as like greyhound raising, to me is like really valuable storytelling. And so so it kind of just has gone from there and then working with with other people and and then, yeah, been able to do some projects ourselves and then when Yosa was in school, she would work with me too. So yeah, that's kind of where it all started. But I think we probably, our brother was always like taking up the TV. Like we couldn't watch TV because the TV, like he, he, he didn't constantly watch TV, but like we didn't watch a lot of TV growing up because like he needed to watch his little thing. So I think like our imaginations are probably like developed pretty like, <laughs> like <laughs> a lot and like imagination and yeah, just ideas because they had to, to kind of people be instead of yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... yeah, we didn't grow up watching like Alfred Hitchcock films or anything. I think oh. that's come a little later, I think. For us, it's as Lynn says, it's like the need to tell these stories. And like we were talking about earlier that are not always told very uh, with very much like nuance or depth, 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 depth. There you go. That's a real yeah. tongue thruster. Josefina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I think that it's like, because if you want to like be rich i think you would never do documentaries <laughs> there's no money in it at all <laughs> but like i think if you if you really if you do it then you really it's because you can't stay away from trying to tell those stories that other people maybe not like might not be telling yeah yeah we're always curious about the like people that no one else is looking at and we're like wait why is no one why doesn't anyone else see this and then we're like well okay <laughs> so but I think also growing up with a brother who wants to talk to every stranger you meet on the street <laughs> like everybody that's also we can we that's a tribute to him like he we definitely have done that since we were kids so yep how, we how have developed yeah how old is your brother? Tell us a little bit about your brother. You you said he has a mental disability. Yeah. Uh, what, how, oh my God, we would love for him to come. How old, to how old is he? He's two years. He's thirty five. He's thirty five. He's thirty five. Yeah. yeah. He well, he speaks his own version of sign language and words. Okay. Because when he was a kid, he would tease tease the speech therapist. So they could never really get him to learn what they wanted him to oh, learn. Wow. So he developed his own version of sign language and words. And Which then I think, oh, yeah. we speak in the family, like <laughs> yeah. 
Well, he, he, the reason I ask is I taught, I taught school for 35 years. I taught special education. So I taught, yeah, I taught a a lot of different categories of uh, special education. So, and these guys have, were around special because they were always in my classroom and they were around and Matt, Matt knows a lot of them. So we would have a, we would have a ball with him if he, uh, if he ever, oh my if God, he ever got to meet he him. would love he, it. Yep. <laughs> He's definitely coming to the premiere in the oh cabinet. Oh, my goodness. We'll get him a front yeah. row seat. <laughs> yeah. Now, are your parents, are, 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 if, if you don't mind asking, are your parents still alive? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Both of them. Mm-hmm. And, and how, what is their take on the, this whole project? I think they support us a lot. I think they, Obviously, when it's like your kids doing something, they're not like the most unbiased people to give us feedback, but they really like enjoy when we send them little things and like involve them in the process. Um, yeah, and I think they see they they see that we like thankfully have each other as partners in life and on so many levels, and that's like. I think we we probably wouldn't do any of this if we, if it was like only one of us right. to be honest. It's like yeah, so I think they enjoy seeing their daughters do work together too and yeah, we're very family oriented. Yeah, uh, we can really we can really relate to you guys all being related. Yeah. Yes. Now do they where do the, where do your parents live? In Denmark. They're in De- with you close to you. Yosemite. Well, yeah, like three hours, which is okay. far apart, but close, I guess, in American standards. Well, yeah. when this goes big, too, we got to get your parents here to Wheeling, and they got to oh, see Wheeling. Oh, totally. Yeah, they rip, love rip, it. Have it moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Oh, definitely. Good, good, Matt. You... Yeah, I don't know. You guys got any? No. How about you, ladies? Do you have any questions for us? Anything that uh, obviously we stay in touch a lot, and we're gonna coach, and 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 I will continue to work to. Get things set up um, for for you your return trip, hopefully. But is there anything you want to uh, ask of our group, or if there's anything else that you want to highlight that maybe we missed that maybe our listeners would enjoy knowing about the project or about you yourselves? I have a question. Do you think because we've really found that that a lot of people who that a lot of the people we've met who have a lot of hope for wheeling, it's like they, they're they in some kind of generational business. Um, do you, do you, do you, I guess, uh, do you know a lot of people in wheeling that are, that are working in a generational business or work together family? Because that's our experience and why, why do you think that is maybe coach you're probably prepared to yeah, answer this I, better than anyone yeah, else. I, I would say most of the businesses here in Wheeling are generational and I think it's just because people like it here and they stay and they raise their families here it's a very good place to nice place to grow up uh, you know safe it's relatively safe, safe. Uh, mm. economically it's it's affordable um, it's beautiful not right now because of all the, <laughs> yeah. but uh, one day it's going to be back in, 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 I don't know if you're familiar with the history of Wheeling, but it was a very flourishing, uh, city at one time. I mean, very, mm. very flourishing. We could show you pictures yeah. of when the, the streets were packed at Christmas time and the, 
the hustle and bustle and all the stores were open and it, the revitalization is coming back. And I think that's why people stay because it, it's a mm. very family oriented, um, very uh, inviting place to be as you guys, uh, as you guys learned and uh, your short time here. And, uh, and I think you'll love it. And the people here are very friendly, very outgoing. And I think you'll, uh, when you guys come back, you'll, you'll even enjoy it more once, once you get to know all of us too. And we can, Sort Definitely. of, it's always nice to have a guide, you know, when you're out of your element to, to get mm-hmm. you to, to feel comfortable. So we'll, Definitely. we're, we're going to guide you in that way and make you feel at home <laughs> and make you feel like family. Thank you. Yeah. We love so that. Kind. Yeah. It's so kind that, of you. That's the feeling you get when you drive like into Wheeling or like, and on the Island and over the, the bridge and under the tunnel. And it's like, yeah, it's just super inviting. Like I've never even been to a place in America that inviting. I don't think. It's really, it's it's really nice to hear that from people that are outside the area. Like especially even outside of the the U.S. Because you'll find here that as much as there are people that love it here, there are also the amount of people that hate it here. That like that despise it. <laughs> we bitch and moan a lot yes. about it, but it's, yeah. it, yes. it is our home, and we are proud of it, no doubt. But I, yeah. like I think a lot of people do see what you guys see, it, it, like it, especially being here for a long time. Like I've grown up here for twenty five years, and and we've got to see you know it be. Uh, the streets get just destroyed with construction. And then there's sometimes when it looks beautiful. I mean, like coach was saying, it, they used to call it little Chicago when it was really yep. hustle and bustle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my whole life, I've wanted it to come back to that. And it's, I think it's slowly coming back, but yeah, I think it's just a really interconnected place and we can't wait to have you guys here sometime down the line. Well, small, smaller towns are definitely the future. If you ask me. And uh, yeah, we see the same thing in Denmark. It's like the smaller towns like have way more to offer than people think. Yeah. yeah. And I think because we're not all going to live in the big cities, like mm-hmm. we also can't afford that. And it's not, I don't think, idealistic right. either. So it's like, yeah, I think we wheeling haven't even like seen how popular it can be yet, probably. Yes. Are you guys beer drinkers? Are you guys beer drinkers? Oh, totally. Yes. Hey, hey, oh, beer hey, tell coach, <laughs> tell coach what beer you guys tried over at Abby's for the first time. Of the, well, the ones that the one that I bought you. Oh, Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> really? Your, and, that's that, and that was well. be, that was because George was drinking it. So we were like, <laughs> oh, have George is having. Yep. <laughs> he he looks experienced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just a little. He's seasoned. Now, now here's a here's an interesting factoid. I'm not sure if you know that. You know that we have our own beer, uh, Pine Room Lager. Do you do you guys know that? I think Matt told us yeah. about it because we, we had they it. had it at Abby's actually, and I don't and we didn't end up getting them. You one, can see yeah. the can up here on the uh, on the shelf. It's uh, we teamed with the uh, biggest brewery here in West Virginia, and uh, uh, teamed up with them and came up with our own recipe, and it is uh, uh, distributed throughout the whole state of West Virginia. So it's was one of the pop- most popular beers in the state for for a while. Oh my wow. God! That's for the premiere. Oh, Everyone has to drink the Pine Room beer at the premiere. Yes. Pine, Holy, good yeah, idea. Pine idea. Room Lager. Okay. Pine Room Lager. Yep. Oh yep. my God! Everywhere we go in America. Pine Room Lager. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, fi- um, in the end, guys, I think Lynn and I were talking about like how we could, in a fun way, because for us, like everything from one to a hundred dollars counts. Right. 
and we're thinking about like how we could like do fun stuff to make people donate just like a very small amount or whatever okay yeah like you know the the national greyhound association do this fundraising thing where the, you get to name the puppies yes. <laughs> and like yes. obviously yes. we don't have any puppies to name <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like if you guys think of anything like if you if people on facebook know everything anything about or have ideas as okay. to what like we just think it could be really funny something about betting just because we really enjoy betting on the dogs so. <laughs> oh you're talking to the right guys yes. when it comes to that yeah beer like, drinking and gambling yeah kind of gambling betting something oh, i like okay. it I, I think we can definitely come up with some ideas we'll uh we'll put our We're piner heads together out there. definitely mm -hmm. no, i like we'll it think. yeah we'll definitely and if you uh, listen to us, revisit that ideas, soon feel free to uh to let us know too yes Absolutely, 100%. All right, um, I think that's uh, all we got for you for right now. But, man, that was really, really fun. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, we're going to keep in touch with you. You guys obviously talk to me regularly, so we'll keep in touch. Um, we're going to obviously promote you as much as we can and uh, share this with as many people when it comes out later in the week. So um, we're, we're in your corner 100%, and we think the people from Wheeling and the whole area are going to get behind you. Uh, and, and like Coach said, uh, so many people in this area, I, I think you're going to kind of be the, like the guiding light to maybe, maybe saving their jobs and their futures. So uh, with this Woo! positive spin here, and I think it's awesome. And it, it does. It warms all we of hope, our hearts here. So we, we want everybody to come visit Wheeling. Like, so yeah. I hope, too, that there are like Wheeling T-shirts Oh yeah. Somewhere. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We, the we, wheeling we'll feelings. Wheeling feelings. That's feeling. right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Our store. All right, ladies. Well, thank you so okay, much. Well, thank you. Yep. We'll talk thank to you, you soon. So and uh, yep. Stay safe, and uh, we'll be in touch. You be in too. touch. Thank Care. you so much. All right, See you later. Thank you. All right. Bye.